0: Well, hello and welcome to Finding Our Way, our Southridge Church member podcast designed to give people the inside scoop on life in our church. Here's our host and lead pastor, Jeff Lockyer. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Finding Our Way, Uh, excited that you're continuing to track with us, especially through this pandemic, and uh, it's in the spirit of trying to help support where we're at, especially in this lockdown and stay-at-home order uh, that we find ourselves in right now in this season, that uh, I wanted to bring back our pastor of spiritual practices, Mandy Casper. Mandy, say hi to everybody. Hey, everybody. Uh, Just give us an update first off on how things are going in your world what's what's the pulse in in your life and in your family these days
1: Uh, the pulse is not too bad in our family um like everybody i mean i i love snow um so i've been happy for winter but i'm loving the turn towards spring uh which is good uh, which i think lots of us are um like everybody of course though like continuing to navigate this reality that's not as we would uh, like it to be so lots is tough right now so our family's doing good like aiden just finished her first year of university all online that's good avery's acclimating to online school so it's okay it's not that things are bad it's just that like the world is just continues in this uh wonky zone so and we're feeling that too but but yeah, large
0: yeah. how is how is work from home these days?
1: <laughs> well, I don't mind work from home, to be honest, uh, for the most part. It's just I I prefer the option to go and see humans as well uh, when I want. So so it's all right. We're, we're trying. We're finding ways to navigate around it. Um, you know, who needs quiet space and who needs... Um, uh, space to work and that kind of stuff at home. But it's okay. We're we're all together all the time, which has its own uh blessings and challenges, but we're doing all right.
0: Your home is one one of the homes that we're becoming massively familiar with in this pandemic.
1: And <laughs> like how many corners do I have left that I can try and make something look interesting and not too yeah. Many? yeah.
0: Try to create some variety. I haven't tried to create any variety in ours if we've got the camera fixed <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah. Because if I if I have to move it or anything, that means I have to do more setup, and I'm I'm probably way less tech proficient oh, than you. So
1: no, no, oh, I'm terrible. Uh, poor Mike has to deal with my tech skills, but I can't leave it. We don't have enough space that I can leave something set up, which is unfortunate. So okay. I'm always having to set up anyway. But yeah, yeah.
0: Well, listen, you uh, really you've you've still only been on our staff for a short while, but have already. Especially because the pandemic had huge impact in this role of director and now pastor of spiritual practices, and so I want to talk about that uh, as our subject today in our podcast. So let's start at the very beginning and just do some quick review. What does a spiritual? What does a pastor of spiritual practices do?
1: I feel like you're still asking yourself that question, right? What did this isn't
0: for this isn't for the listeners. This is just for me.
1: (laughs) Whatever I want, Jeff. That's no. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, I mean, I get to work together with uh, a great team, the Inspiration Team, uh, trying to figure out uh, new, just new and better ways all the time for how to best support and equip uh, people to have just a strong dynamic. Robust spiritual life of connection to God. You know that we talk about that twenty four seven in spirited lifestyle um, of us of us having a relationship with God and embodying our faith in the world. That's that's kind of what I get to champion a bit.
0: And in this team, who you know, many of whom are now regular faces, it's it's from mm-hmm. in the, in the live multi site version of our services this team is very behind the scenes and, you know, doing a tremendous amount of what we call equipping the saints for ministry. Well now partly because of limitations on camera gear, (laughs) they've become, you know, many of the, the, the primary faces Sunday after Sunday in our online service. So, uh, we're, we're generally familiar with the the people on your team as you participate with them. What would you say is your piece to contribute?
1: Well, we, I mean, we work together as a team to design the Sunday services. So we're, we're always kind of collaborating on that feeling like, you know, what's it feel like God's up to these days? Where does it feel like people are at? How can we, you know, help the service play a role in, in building the connection between the two, but kind of the little, corner of the puzzle that I get to um, love the most or own the most or whatever is are the spiritual practice exercises that we're doing in the service um, all the time, whether that's reflection or breath prayers or inventories or, I mean, this morning, like just naming, prayerfully naming names, like those kind of things, just trying to design ways to let God speak ways to help us hear, ways to push us out of our comfort zone and stretch those like spiritual muscles that we need the rest of the time, uh, during our life to just create space inside the service for doing that. That's kind of like the Sunday morning piece.
0: Yeah. And so in addition to that, the, the contribution that you make as an inspiration team member to our Sunday services, either in person or now online, um, what are some of the other ways that you've been building this ministry of Spiritual practices?
1: Yeah, well, I get to work with the prayer ministry team, um, which existed before I got here, obviously. Uh, and they've been like they've been amazing throughout the pandemic. They pray regularly for our different departments leaders or so they're on the prayer wall. Um, so I get to work together with that team as they support our whole community. Uh, I've run a couple of short-term spiritual practice groups, uh, which have been fantastic. We're getting ready to do another one. Uh, beginning in May as well. And just sort of like coalescing a team to to help build and facilitate um, that with me, uh, which is exciting. So it's been great to see people who are like far, like brand new to God, as well as people who've been like walking with God or in the church for like a zillion years, come together, just kind of experiment with different spiritual practices and stuff in the evening and, and everybody walking away, feeling like we all kind of stretch some new muscles and learn some new things. So I got, I've been able to do that. Um, the weekly spiritual practice or the daily spiritual practice prompts that come out either through the app or, or that resource that we provide each week, um, which is again just like five to ten minute exercises in the morning, trying to figure out how can we help set all our hearts on a trajectory for the day where we'll encounter God and not miss God and, and that kind of stuff. So trying to come up with um, effective, creative, engaging ways for that. Uh, building our spiritual practices website. Um, all kinds of stuff in terms of like how can our spiritual practicing not be this little thing that happens in the middle of a little one hour service in the week, but like spill out into all of the days of our week. I get to play right. with all kinds yeah, of stuff. It's amazing. Like
0: that. It's amazing when, you know, when we frame our primary programs as drivers of a lifestyle and therefore our primary program for the inspirited way of life as our weekend service. Uh, uh, you know, I hope our listeners can understand this because sometimes y- y- you can assume, okay, you know, I see these people on screen or I see them in a service on Sunday. You know, what do they do the rest of the week? I mean, <laughs> in my world, I've had so many people when they discover I'm a pastor, they'll say, "Oh, you know, is that a is that a full time job?"
1: He's <laughs> <laughs> a and a half,
0: And it's it's you know, when you're trying to equip and engage. A way of life that is hundred and sixty eight hours a week mm-hmm. there there's a lot to do and uh you know for some of our listeners when they think about a role like spiritual practices pastor, it's not just design five to ten minutes of experience on Sundays
1: mm-hmm. it's
0: the app drivers it's workshops like you said it's prayer team it's a, it's a whole bunch of stuff mm-hmm. and uh yeah we've we've sure appreciated. The, the value and the horsepower you've been able to to add mm-hmm. uh, you know in the in the relatively short time that you've still been on staff, that's terrific yeah
1: yeah um,
0: I, I I guess kind of dialing it even maybe more more simply before we really dig in and move forward. I guess another quick review, Mandy, would just be around spiritual practices themselves, mm-hmm. so it doesn't need to take long, but um, remind us. First things first, what, what are spiritual practices in case someone's not familiar with what we're referring to?
1: Sure. Well, sir, I mean, at their simplest, they're really just relationship practices with God, like the ways in which we learn to lean into a dynamic, real life with God. And so whether that's the space in which we interact with God one-on-one, like prayer, meditation, Bible reading, that's one aspect to it, but also like spiritual practices is the way are the ways in which we embody our faith like away from that one-to-one space. So the ways we embody our faith in the world and so that it flows out of us to the world around us. So practices of compassion and justice and loving one another, encouragement, um, stuff like that. It, it's basically, it's doing the things that we can do to put ourselves in a place where God might come and do what only he can do, which is ultimately transform us. But it's just those relationship practices.
0: Yeah, it's the I like the way that you described that as, it's, it's the role that we play because mm-hmm. so often, in the spiritual and theological complexity of the God's sovereignty side and the, our responsibility side, we can assume, you know, because the Bible teaches, I think about in, in, uh, in Galatians where Paul says I've been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the, the Christian life, is about Jesus, the risen Jesus living his life in and through us it's not about what we do it's not about what we earn it's not about and and you know we we say that often 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 yeah you know to the the, the inverse would be religion religion is all of the activities and behaviors that you bring to God to kind of earn or deserve a life with God that's not what faith in Christ is all about relating mm-hmm. to Jesus is about letting him live his life in us but the obvious then follow up is okay so so what's our piece yeah how do you essentially let him live his life in us and we've often kind of anchored this whole concept in that John 15 image of the vine and the branches where jesus says you know i'm the vine all you are are the branches the extensions of my life abide in me yeah abide in me and so the the real practical question is what does it mean to abide in jesus and that's where the spiritual practices and what brother lawrence has referred to as practicing the presence of god comes into play these are the behaviors that partner with jesus to access and provide him the freedom to live his life in us
1: yeah because because like we're we're branches in the vine, but like we're branches that can walk away. (laughs) So like we have to show up to the relationship and to show up with like an open-hearted posture that says like, all of me is here, open me up, do whatever it is that you want to do inside of me. But there's, but that doesn't happen if I don't show up to it. And if I don't open myself up in the showing up.
0: Well, and you're almost answering my next question, because when you, when you refer to that passage and the the, the notion that And when Jesus says, remain in me, it presupposes that we cannot, that that we could unremain, that we could drift away or detach from, from remaining connected to the vine as a branch. Right. I I guess my question would be, why do spiritual practices matter? But you're kind of answering it in that way.
1: Well, and I, I mean, I'm sure we'd want to say, right. Like, it's not like I mean, like detaching, like theologically, like I'm now no longer saved or something like that with Jesus. But like a, a relationship is an active, ongoing, daily thing. Like there's nobody else in your life, if, in your home that you live with. If you just decided you're never going to participate in a relationship and somehow everything's going to be okay and fine, Like that, that won't go well. That's just not how relationship goes. And so to, to be able to, that we actually have to show up in, and, and participate in the relationship is the only way that the relationship happens. And I got, like, and I do feel like, like, I feel like that relationship with Jesus, it really is the answer to everything that, that, that like more of that relationship of understanding Jesus, experiencing Jesus, learning to live in Jesus. Like you said, like, if, if we could just do that, this it absolutely does change everything in our, in our lives. Like it doesn't fix everything but it changes the game for us in the midst of our lives, no matter what else um, is going on, right? Because yeah. faith, it, faith isn't meant to be an intellectual exercise. Like it's not about believing the right things or knowing the right God answers to the God questions. It's just about like, does your daily life, who's the love of God? Like are you knowing God's love for you in a way that's rippling through every other part of your life?
0: Well, and I, I you know, as you're articulating this and and casting this vision, Mandy, I, I hope that the people listening can Appreciate why it would become obvious then that we would prioritize some time and space and Sunday service real estate every week to exposing people to the, 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 the behaviors and experiments of a practice-based faith. This is core to living and experiencing a life with christ therefore it needs to become core to the things that we do in order to drive it
1: right and i mean i mean all of sunday morning right is i love the experimentation that's the word you just used right i like that um all of sunday morning is really training ground for real life because like the real life is the whole rest of the week so the whole purpose for that one hour is uh for the other 167 hours of the week and the Tom has uh, referred to it as like, because like you say the spiritual practice, it's, it's a little piece um, in the midst of the whole rest of the piece that's spiritual practice, but he likened it the other day to it's like a tasting menu. Like even when we participate in and so we do like a five minute or seven minute or three minute, whether it's a breath, prayer, reflection, whatever it is that we're practicing and experimenting with together on Sunday morning, which is fantastic. It's good. We do it together. We lean into uncomfortable places. Hopefully we're encountering a different um, depth with God through that than, than we had known before we did it. That's all excellent stuff, but it's like an appetizer. Like it's like a little bit of a taste of what should be happening then the whole rest of your week. So even when we do like a two minute breath prayer and service, like, but when you can do it in your real life, like that breath prayer should be more minutes. If we spend a couple of minutes reflecting on a couple of questions, but you need like, half hours and hours and half days to, to drive deeper. So that Sunday morning piece is really meant to be like, take a taste of this. Do you see that now go and play with that the rest of the week and see how much, you know, how much you and God want to do inside that space.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What a great picture that is of just a tasting of, of actually the diet and menu that we engage in every hour uh, throughout the week. Ultimately that's, that's what I wanted to kind of dig into. So, you know, entry-level stuff is behind us. Let's let's get into the real meat and potatoes of of this conversation, because I want to talk about the impact that spiritual practices can have, not just on our life of faith, but on our experience, even of the pandemic Mm -hmm. and of the the weighty challenges that people are carrying these days in lockdown, you know, in stay-at-home order. So Uh, You know, Mandy, like everyone, you've experienced challenges over the last year of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Start off by just describing some of the bigger challenges you've had to face during COVID.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we've had a few. Um, I mean, one of the biggest things that comes to mind, obviously, is over the course of the last year, I've actually uh, lost, like through death, um, three people. I've lost two friends uh, and an uncle who is uh, not like an uncle, but like a dad, like all in the space of a year. So experiencing, I mean, that's rough enough as it is, but experiencing grief and trying to both care for others while they grieve, receive care for yourself as you grieve in the midst of this world that is as it is, has just been brutal. Like it's been really hard. We don't have so many of the go-tos that we're used to leaning on uh, for tough times like that. So, so, and I, and I felt that, I mean, obviously those are the, you know, those are pretty weak kind of ways, but we feel that in little ways. We feel that when people are struggling with um, just depression or lethargy or difficult marriages and stuff, it's just, it's so hard to provide care um, and receive care the way that we're used to. So, so we've navigated some of that. Um, I mean, the other piece for me that's been challenging is simply integrating to a new community and a new staff team that like we've been part of Southridge as a whole longer online than in person. Um, you yeah. mentioned like the staff thing. And so it's just like building those actual heart ties with community when all of the normal mechanisms are gone. Like it's just, it's been, it's been tough and tough in lots of ways. Uh, yeah.
0: Tough and tougher. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so for you, again, without all these mechanisms and, and ways to connect hearts and, 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 you know, experience God in, through relationship in person, mm-hmm. how has a commitment to a lifestyle of spiritual practices for you helped carry you during the season,
1: yeah. Um, because it has like it has massively. So, even though, though I say those things to you, and like this year's been tougher and tougher, uh, this has also been a year of so much life, like from the inside out, like so many, so many more good things in the midst of this just ridiculous year. There are more good things than bad things. Um, and I do attribute that, um, a lot to like that just that God has been faithful and that we have also tried to be relentless in going, okay, the normal things aren't there, but God is still there and all the things that matter are still there. So how do we find our way to them? Um, And so commitment to spiritual practice, like to that one-to-one space with God for me uh, has been massive and testing out different ways of being with God, as well as ways of being in the world. Like if we talk about that embodiment, like figuring out the different ways to do that. It's just like spiritual practices are the only effective steadying of the waves that I know. It just feels like everything else is a placebo that doesn't last very long, or you keep trying to like, it's like whack-a-mole trying to find something that will help steady the chaos that's out there. But the one thing that keeps bringing me back is just consistent personal spiritual practice in those spaces. And I
0: only consistent steadying of the waves. I'm thinking of some of us who are listening, feeling like that is all I have craved this entire pandemic Yeah, is a consistent steadying of the waves. So, you know, for you, uh, and then we'll talk about others. What have, what have been some of your favorite or go-to spiritual practices during the pandemic?
1: Yeah. Um, Well, one of my, Sorry, and I just want to say, too, because I feel like maybe I made that sound a little too Pollyanna-ish. I would just say, like, a studying of the waves. Like, there's still waves. Like, there's still waves everywhere. Yeah, yeah. But they don't become tidal waves. Maybe that's the difference, I'd say. Um, so, I mean, my number one go-to has been for a long time, and, and maybe always will be, I don't know, uh, would-be worship. Like, just sinking into the songs that guide my heart to the places it needs to go. It's probably the thing I practice the most. I practice it in different ways headphones on, walk everywhere, sing at the top of my lungs. Whenever anyone leaves me alone in the house, you know um, worship is a big one for me. It just, it just does the things that my heart needs to have done to it. Um, Another one in the last year though, has been uh, the practice of study. And like, I have just leaned into learning some bigger things about God um, whether they're theology or practice or just just different different perspectives of God that I'm encountering. And so leaning into the actual studying of those. And it has helped to lift me kind of out and above and beyond the current world circumstances and chaos into like other really meaty things that matter in a way that just feels like it has helped to correct perspective. So that's yeah. that's been a good one. Um, soul friendships too is another one like in this, in this zone where the normal quantity of relationships that we're used to having, like we can't have as many human connections. But so I have been able to lean into a few really deeper ones, even virtually, which is not an obstacle for me. Cause I mean, I'd probably rather type most conversations than talk them anyway. So that's not fair a little bit, but it's easy for me, but um, it's just been a real source of life. Like a couple of really key relationships that have been able to go deep. Um, I haven't felt that hindered in this season. In fact, it's been enhanced. Hmm. And, um, and that is changing me. So that's, that's one and, and then just like kind of some practices of like simple presence, like just standing still breathing deep, looking for where God's at letting the noise like just choosing to let go of noise. Uh, some of those those have been some of the the go to go to's for me in this year.
0: And as you've talked with other people or maybe even seen impact from your short-term groups or you know, in some of these uh, soul-filling conversations with other people,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, what kind of spiritual practices are, are you seeing in, in other people that have proven beneficial?
1: I think a lot of the ones that do draw us away from the anxiety and towards peace um, and sometimes even in that, it's like following like some people I, I find a lot are following structured prayers in a way that I mean, I'm usually more of a freeform prayer kind of girl, but there's something to the following a structure and leaning into something that's laid out that just, again, seems to quiet the noise and focus your mind in a way. So so a lot of that I've been surprised at um, people, whether it's a posture prayer or, you know, we put out different prayers like that all the time. Um, coming ways to come at the Bible in a fresh way. I feel like I keep hearing people talk about like one of the practices. Oh, I, we did it in a service too, as well as a workshop of like rewriting the Bible or just different fresh ways to engage with Scripture. Feels like that sounds like it's been breathing uh, life into different people. Um, and finding ways to pray for other people mm. um, and ways and ways to help carry one another's burdens as well as learn to set burdens down. Um, it feels like a lot of that, those kind of things have been connecting to and the practice of community, like the practice of relationship, um, with each other, even, I mean, half of the testimonies coming out of the, um, short-term groups, right. We're like, yeah, yeah. The topic was this, but connecting with people who I hadn't seen, even though it's over zoom has been so rich and that's a spiritual practice. Like, so, so those, those, those are ones I feel like I keep hearing a fair bit about.
0: Yeah, it's funny. I've found in my prayer life, the prayer for those who are struggling mm-hmm. has grown exponentially through the pandemic, even though I'm probably way less directly connected to people. Yeah. And that, that for me, I, I, I hope for other people, particularly the people I'm praying for, but I for me as well, there's been, there's been spiritual value in that. So it's interesting that you mentioned that one.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, So the, the, the real question I'm kind of want to get into then is because I hear so many people struggling with exhaustion, Mm -hmm. losing hope, or just feeling lost or discouraged. It's like, we've got nothing left at this point. When you think about the work that Spiritual practices can take, like, can you just kind of speak to? I You've already mentioned how it helps. I, I'm wondering, can you speak to why that work is worth it for someone who's listening and feels like they don't have the capacity to make that investment?
1: Yeah. Oh, I get that so much, and I feel that. um I, I, I'll say a couple things. One is, like you say, I've already kind of said the why, so I shouldn't say too much more. But like. The thing is that our focus gets pulled off course really easily. And then the world is so noisy right now. And when our focus gets pulled off course, then we get pulled off course. And so that's why I just believe so much that this is worth fighting for. But I sympathize with so much of like, yeah, it feels like there's so much energy required for it. And one of my biggest, like I'm always saying, is that there are a hundred ways to spend time with God. And so mining into those and exposing yourself to more and more different possibilities and finding the ones that connect with you is so valuable rather than just keep trying to stuff into like something's not working for you or it's not leading you to life and it feels like exhaustion. Like there's 99 other ways to try. So spiritual practice is all about where you're pointing your attention and your affection, like pointing those both towards God. So, you know, gardening is a spiritual practice when you're engaging in that with God or, or going well for you, I'm guessing going for a run like stuff like that. So yeah,
0: there's a huge relationship between the the physical value and the endorphin rush yeah. of getting myself out the door, even in the ugliness of the winter and the reflection, the almost personal inventory time, yeah. the time to be inspired in nature like yeah. there's so many different spiritual features at play in that same, you know, even though it's a physical discipline in many ways, it's, it's, it's intensely spiritual.
1: Yeah. Well, and this is like, so you're leading right into, I'll tell you what has become the most, um the, the most rich space for me right now. And which was is a total surprise to me because I think there are, so I'll pull back for a second ago. I think there's two different movements we do need to make because there are practices of stopping doing things that we've got to do. I think like there are things that are leading us away from life and we have to stop doing them because they're pulling hope out of us. Um, And for me, that would be something like, like I've literally had to stop. I I mean, I engage a little bit on social media now, like I might make a post or two, but I don't scroll for like anything, maybe 15, 20 minutes a day because it is just sucking the hope out of me because it's so ugly out there right now. And people, with each other, like it's so ungentle, it's just not. And I was like, I needed to stop that, and like stopping that and letting go of that—that's a spiritual practice. Like closing the doors where where the noise is taking you places that are not leading you to life. So I think there are things that we need to figure out what we have to stop doing. That's one half of spiritual practice.
0: Yeah, which is stop binging, stop scrolling, yeah, stop comfort eating. Stop! Yeah. You know so many just practical behaviors. That's a great comment. It's yeah. not just about psyching yourself up to do some stuff. Yeah, it's actually about carving back and 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 stop doing some stuff.
1: Right, and that's super individual. Like I can, we can between the two of us name a top a couple of the top offenders for sure. But it's it's very personal too. Like what is the thing that is pulling life out of you? stop going there like you can't afford that I cannot afford to lose the amount of hope that social media pulls out of me right now so yeah so the stopping is one and then the other thing is that that we do need to like gather that like oomph in our spirit to like to that we have to call something up out of ourselves to engage in it and so the 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 kind of the best example of this two-part for me right now is I've become this like early morning hard hiker (laughs) like like 5.30 in the morning, I just need to go and hoof like up an incline. I need to, um, it's the letting go of like walking away from the dust and the chaos and the noise of everything that's spinning. Like we have to find a way to stop the spin that's happening in our minds because it's happening in the world all around us. And so there is this something to the physicality of hard hiking that is just working something out in my body and my spirit that needs to be worked out.
0: Don't don't you find too, I I find this in running sometimes where, where pushing myself hard enough where I have to mentally concentrate on the exercise. Yes. By definition then distracts me and filters me out of whatever was swirling and spiraling in my head before that.
1: Exactly. And even like, it is physiological, right? Like stress needs a physical way to like work out of your body and so I have found that like so much but this is how I'll hike right like I'll be like hike 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 hard 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 and then I'll like stop and like look around at everything around me and you mentioned nature like when I stop and I look around at the nature around me like it, you just go like there's a great big God here and he's so above and beyond all of the noise, like there's so much beauty. Look at how big it all is, how things grow out of the ground, like how interdependent the system is, the diversity, the constantly evolving generation. Like like looking at nature is so much like looking at who God is. And so I'm finding, and that's that thing that calls something up out of me. So I'm like, hike, 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 like get the, whatever, the noise out. And then stop and like soak it all in and go like, this is who you're dealing with. Like the noise of life is still real and it's still there, but this is the God you're dealing with. And my insides just go like, like it will be okay. Hmm. And it's just been, and I, and I, and it's addictive and I'm, it, it's just spilling out everywhere like this. So I have become a like two hours at dawn hiker, which is not a
0: crack a sweat day. hiker.
1: <laughs> yeah, not as anybody great. would have thought. Yeah. It's it's both the slowing down of our thoughts and then amping up of my spirit. So when you talk about that two-part thing, it's like a slowdown of what's bad and let it go, and a call up of everything that's good, and it just sinks me right back with it. And it, it, is, I mean, it is changing me. Anyway, it's good.
0: That's awesome. This has been so inspiring, and uh, I, I guess I would want to remind everyone listening that Mandy is our church's spiritual practices pastor. So... If you would like to follow this up mm-hmm. with more conversation, with more encouragement, with more practical suggestions, with more uh, you know, directives to supports to help you experience more of this in your life, especially during difficult times like we're in the pandemic, by all means, reach out to her directly.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. That's
0: why she's on the payroll. So. You
1: know, <laughs> Wait. for hiking? No. No. Okay. Keep yeah,
0: going. Tap yeah. into this resource. It's, <laughs> it's a phenomenal contribution that you're making to the life of our church family, Mandy. Uh,
1: um,
0: I'm just wondering as we wrap up. Any final encouragements or challenges that you want to leave us with Um, when it comes to experiencing uh, 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 the most of Jesus through a practice-based faith?
1: (laughs) Well, one thing I'd want to say before we leave this again is that I probably sound like I'm totally nailing all this because I'm telling you exactly like right now what's working. Um, And I just want to say out loud that like I'm not. For me, the struggle is real as well. And in fact, I would say probably the reason I'm leaning so hard into so many practices right now is exactly because the struggle is real. And I would just say for all of us, like extra struggle doesn't like that's not a time to drop practice, like extra struggle means extra practice. This is the way that we that we lead um, our footsteps uh, back to life. So I just want to say that don't let don't don't make me don't let me sound like I'm um, nailing this better than I am. Um, but the other thing I would just say is like that your relationship with God, the one to one in the real, in the raw, it really is the most important relationship in your life. And again, it affects and is affecting everything. And that everything about God wants to connect with everything in you, in us and inside that space. You know, we really can find life like we've never found it before. And then it will spill out to the whole rest of the world in ways that we need, in ways that the world needs. And it doesn't have to be weird. Like it, it's, it's such a real every day in the normal spaces, kind of a relationship that, that God wants to have with us to change us from the inside out. And we were made for it, you know, just takes uh, just takes practice. How's that? Is that a sound so, good ending?
0: <laughs> that's, that's a terrific ending. Thanks so much for sharing with us. And uh, thanks to all of you for joining in again this week. Uh, we'll see you again next week as we continue finding our way together. Take care, everybody.
1: See you.